0: Water in his veins. I couldn't think of a better place to end the streak It doesn't
1: Welcome back to the Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, joined tonight by Ben. We are back after a long offseason, season long hiatus. Ben, I believe our last show was talking a little bit about signing day. Really, the last show we had was probably the Natty recap. Um, not much has really been going
0: on at all in the world. Um, so, I don't know, I guess we're bored and time to talk football. What do you think? Yeah, nothing comes to mind. Did we even talk about signing day or was our last one the um, right after the Natty? It's a very good question. I know we did have. So I don't think a we Tiger. signed anybody on that second February signing day, right? There was not too much fanfare around that. So no. So the last um, the last time I guess was uh, the Natty recap, which, by the way, I went back and listened to the other day. As I've been trying to find any motivation whatsoever to get excited about a college football season and uh, kick off the podcast here again, um, but listening to that recording, pretty sure I had COVID back then. Which would not with surprise. Which what? would not surprise me.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Definitely not. Well. You know. Listeners. Thank you for bearing with us through, during our time off. Um. Cody and Sam cannot join us this evening. We will get both of those dudes on at the show here soon. Um. We don't really have a crazy thorough agenda for this week. Um. Just thought we would get right back into it. No better way than to just rip the band aid and do it. Um. Clearly, there's. You know a number of kind of subplots and stories that have gone on over the last five six months um, that we could touch on. There's going to be a few things we probably don't touch on. Just you know things have been beaten to death by the media, by Clemson media, by uh, by everyone. So um, I don't know. In general, Ben, I think kind of the the big the biggest question mark, the elephant in the room, is are we even going to have football this year? And I think you know we're we're not going to explore should we have football. It's just a matter of like. What you know in my mind, it's if we have football, what's that going to look like? Is that is that going to be something that we're going to be satisfied with as Clemson fans? And what do we think that does to any type of of championship aspirations this team has? Um, I'll just say it, it is a bummer that you know it, we are pretty much in the um, the golden years right now of Clemson football, you know, during this year at the very least, and. Um, to have something that could threaten the college football season just was unimaginable. Um, we definitely, you know, share our sympathy to those, mean, you, know, you know, every single person listening to this show or otherwise is impacted by this, but um, we're very sympathetic. We understand football and listening to a podcast about football is um, not, not, you know, the most important thing in the world, but um, you know, with that said, I, you know, it's, it's definitely a bummer for us as Clemson fans that we may be, having either a majorly modified season or, you know, possibly not even a season at all during this era.
0: Yeah. I mean, selfishly, it, it sucks that this has affected all of that, you know? Um, well, first off, how you doing, man? How you been weathering the storm? Um, do, do I think there'll be football this year? Well, if there is, it'll probably look like that the American gladiators competition where the guys are in the balls and they're like running into each other. Um, it's probably <laughs> my, bubble. My, my best expectations, but, um, I mean, how have, how, yeah. how have you been weathering the storm, especially without sports? Yeah, I, I, uh, kind of when it all went down,
1: it was in the, the throes of kind of March Madness. We were going to get into some like tournament golf stuff and, um, and baseball was about to ramp up too. So I, um, I've been weathering it. Okay. Like, you know, certainly bored hanging around the house really for months on end, but, um, I guess I haven't really missed sports as much as I thought. And I think we haven't obviously weathered a fall yet without sports. I think really it shows me that college football and football in general, like is truly my favorite sport. Cause I, I haven't really lamented too much missing the others. I think what I miss is baseball just being on every day in the background, throwing the game on the radio, but um, you know, all in all, um been able to focus on some other stuff which is cool it was but,
0: it was really this well because the big sting was the ncaa tournament getting canceled and after that yeah. happened and then after spring practice got cut short and the spring game canceled it was like those were the two things i was looking forward to the most in the spring like i don't really give much of a crap about the nba i'll start walk, watching like the conference finals um yeah, yeah baseball got delayed and then that whole thing happened uh, with those negotiations uh the, was not a good look for the major, uh, major league baseball. Um, yeah. so I really don't care like I, that. I haven't missed that. Right. Baseball is something you just kind of ease into and, um, before you mm-hmm. know it, like you're used to it because it's on every day, a lot different than football where you got one game a week. Um, so that, and I haven't missed that much at all. Like they're starting up this week. Um, and I, I, and there've been literally no sports on except for, like European soccer and cornhole championships. And I still don't care about baseball. It's really the football season that, um, you know, I'm most, I'm most downed about and concerned about. And I've been worried about it since, since about May.
1: Yeah. If not
0: sooner, I mean, when they were, when they were um, impacting spring
1: practice and no one really knew the timelines, but yeah, certainly since May, the chatter had increased. I mean, I will say, you know, we did get, the Nathan's Hot Dog Coney Island uh, hot dog contest on the Fourth of July, modified this year, but still, still got that in.
0: Well, there's only like it's only a competition between like two people every year, anyways. So why not? I mean, <laughs> they can yeah, like, sit, sit six hundred feet apart and still get them on camera. Um. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks uh, being stuck at home, nothing to do. Haven't had a haircut in four months. Hardly ever shower, and there's no no sports on. I mean, it's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. It's like the you know worst thing that's happened to me since uh, January in uh, New Orleans last year. It, or this, it this would past be year.
1: it would kind of be the perfect time to have tons of sports on, where you you know you well, if, if you're if you're not socially obligated to go and meet with people and you know be social and be a, an active member of society, you could be
0: at home. Uh, well the NCAA tourney like it this was almost the singles greatest thing ever right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. we shut down due due to COVID um San Francisco we got shut down here um the Monday before the NCAA tournament was March
1: 12th or so or maybe it was like
0: a week or two before and you know I still thought you know we were being we were overreacting at a you know, the rest of the world would go on rest of the country and we'd still have the tournament. I was like, man, I'd be locked at home and the tournaments would be on. That's like the most I could have ever asked for. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when that went away, um, that's when it hit me pretty quick that I knew sports was going to be a problem. And yeah, not long after that started worrying about the, this upcoming college football season. And it sucks because usually by this time, you know, we've already done a few episodes. I've been reading up constantly in the off season, but I, you know, I just haven't, been paying attention really just so as not to set my uh, expectations too high.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it for me. I would also say, I mean, bless all the media members that are still actively covering the teams and reporting on things. There's just not the same level. I mean, there's not the same level of practices happening, and there's not the same level of you know discussion of this year's team and the, the forthcoming matchups and that kind of thing. There's just all, a lot of just a lot of the energy and focus is on on if and on how this might come to be. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a drag. I will say, I mean, I, I agree with you that once they went to the measure of canceling the March Madness NCAA tournament, that's when you knew it was serious. Like with the amount of money that is yep. you know, put into sports, you think they would find a way. And if, if this just wasn't serious, they would figure out a way to make it happen or find some alternative approach. And they just could not do that. Even and,
0: even with, yeah. um, without fans, you know, I'm sure they get the majority of their money through TV revenue. I think it's the local sites that probably suffer the most because of the tourism money that they would, they would get, but they could have played those games and still, I mean, think about the ratings. Nobody could go to the game. Everybody's stuck at home. Um, and so the oh, fact yeah. that they were unable to cancel or they had to cancel, um, you know, where they were unable to play even without fans in the stands, um yeah, that was pretty incredible. Mm. I mean, in hindsight, it doesn't seem um that outrageous, right? Um, yeah, knowing where we've come from since then, and things kept changing week by week there in the early going at hell's, things still uh, seem to change uh, day by day, but um mm. yeah, in hindsight it, it's different, but at the time it was uh sucked, it was like your worst nightmare, yeah.
1: So we are right now, a sports that,
0: fan, if you're a small, you only talk about sports,
1: right? Yeah. I think right now where we stand with football, it's been maybe two weeks since the big 10 came out and said, all right, we're only playing a big 10 schedule this year within the conference. And they're going to take a look at rescheduling some of the weeks, uh, kind of teeing up new matchups beyond those that were already scheduled for the year. Uh, so we're going to see a lot more kind of cross divisional matchups there. Um, I don't know where the other leagues stand on officially coming out and joining them. I believe the Pac-12 has, has joined that, that approach on their side. Um, and I don't think the ACC has declared or committed to that yet. I think a lot of things are um, weighing in the balance of what the SEC is going to do and then what probably can the ACC get done by, by way of its Notre Dame agreement. Um, but if there is to be a season, it looks like probably the Power Five is going to just stick to a conference-only approach. I would I would think um, the Big Twelve is probably going to move that direction too, and the SEC again. This is the big if the season happens like a couple of weeks from now, we could we could find out they're going to forgo doing anything in the fall and either kick it to the spring or think about doing away with it altogether, which is everyone's worst nightmare. Um, but maybe let's Ben let's like stay in the fantasy world that a season does happen and we stick to a conference schedule. I mean, do you see that as the most likely outcome for playing ball? this this calendar
0: year yeah i almost hate that worse than not playing um but (laughs) i can say i can certainly see it happening um just the way things the way things have been going lately and knowing that you know really we're what like six weeks out uh from when the first game's supposed to be uh so again it's it's been impossible to predict into the future with this thing um at least into the to the you know, longer term. Um, so that does seem like the most likely scenario for me if we do end up having a season. Um, but I'd still like you know, I'd still like to put it out there that there's still this in our back pocket of the possibility of spring season, which I would much rather have a full spring season if and only if guys like Trevor and Etienne stuck around to play and the other like seniors or or third year guys, um, they could enter the draft. Um, so there's that stipulation. So then I would much prefer a full spring season as opposed to a shortened, uh, fall season. Cause think about it. I mean, it's, it's bad enough. Um, you know, South Carolina is no good. We're playing two other cupcakes. And then we have Notre Dame, which would have been our one, exciting game just with how bad the ACC is, albeit they should be better this year than, than, than they were last year, the rest of them that is. But an ACC schedule is only just not very exciting. Like it's really hard to get excited about that. Yeah, I think
1: I'm for some reason assuming that we would find a way to fit Notre Dame into that schedule so we could at least keep probably the – well, definitely the most marquee matchup on our current schedule would be traveling to Notre Dame – um. What's interesting, we wouldn't really see disruption to the schedule. Like I assume they would keep. And again, like all this is just no. One, nobody knows. But our first two matchups are ACC matchups. So it would be versus Georgia Tech on a Thursday night on September the third, and then Louisville on September twelfth. Um, then we play Akron, and then we play the Citadel um, later on in November. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much all ACC or Notre Dame. So yeah, I mean, regarding the spring. I think what would really take to get some of those kind of fifth year guys, fourth year guys, like rising juniors that are likely to go to the league. um, What it's really going to take to see them play in a spring scenario is probably if the NFL delays its draft and just really wants to, you know, get the, get the film, so to speak on guys by, by letting them play a season. Like I could actually see that playing to the NFL's benefit they just seem to be, you know, full steam ahead on doing everything undisrupted. So I could see them being like, what, you know, why would we do that? Why should we disrupt anything?
0: Well, and I guess um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to start realistically until what beginning of March and then only play in Southern cities until things start to warm up everywhere. And I mean, I guess you can play football, you know, you know, more than like baseball or something in, um, in the cold, yeah. but like you're talking about extreme cold, that part of year in a, a lot of the yeah, country
1: like university of Minnesota. Yeah. You know, they have an outdoor stadium um yeah that they get really tricky tricky and tough
0: nationally and um do they have an outdoor stadium about these they're not under a dome
1: no they're not they play That's... right on campus outdoors it's, it's crazy um so they they probably couldn't play there until may yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but no yeah i no no idea what that could end up looking like um
0: yeah the, well i guess that, i mean if yeah. you're if you're a I think you look at it differently. If you're a South Carolina fan, you probably just want to play the season, whether it's eight games or a full season or not, because you're going to suck anyways. And, you know, worst comes to worst. You just see yourself lose less. Right. Um, yep. But, you know, for, they, a, for, they
1: also have a hard schedule this year. Uh, uh, like that. Yeah. They have a,
0: and they want to get, they want to just get to the future. Basically. They just right? go zero and eight in the sec all year. Um, but, <laughs> but as Clemson fans, you know, we're we're at a point in time where every new season, every new team could has the potential to be epic, right? Yeah, to be the best about, team we've ever seen. Yeah, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence's last year. ETN has come back uh, for his senior season. We've got going to have a much improved defensive line next year with some you know guys like Brise, um coming on board. Mm-hmm. uh, miles Murphy, you know, some young freshmen that are coming in and make an impact and, and
1: guys coming back with a chip on their shoulder. Exactly. I just lost. Um, we yeah. do
0: lose Justin Ross, which sucks, but you know, we got guys like, um, you know, and and Latson, EJ Williams coming in. Um, so I'm not, I'm not too worried, you know, especially with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball, I'm not too worried about our wide receiver position, although it does really suck to lose Justin Ross. And no matter what happens, we've probably seen the last of him in a Clemson uniform, um, but you know, it's could be a really epic team. Um, now this could be, you know, just like last year, um, there could be a team of LSU's ilk that comes and rises above us, but you know, we're still certainly going to be there at the end of the playoffs. And I just, yeah. I just don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss a whole full season of that. It's like major league baseball. If they get lucky, they're going to get in a full 60 game regular season this year. And whoever wins the world series, like who cares? Like you played a 60 game season and it's not real. It doesn't count. Um, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel that way. Not to take anything away from the guys who win it. Um, uh, I'm sure it'll mean yeah, something it to them, little, but you know. Yeah. It's, it's going to be
1: an unforgettable season, but in many ways it's, it's like, well, that wasn't really a normal run. So. On the
0: flip side um, of the coin. Yeah. Now I guess you could argue the fact that we don't play anybody anyways all year until maybe the ACC championship game. Um, So what's the difference? We could just play three games against the best teams and. It's good good as it gets for us anyways, as far as the excitement of the schedule. So um, Notre Dame is basically a
1: legitimate top eight, top 10 team this year. They possibly could be a top five team. Um, That is a very exciting matchup. That is going to be the best Clemson regular season game since Louisville 2016. And if that game disappears from our schedule and we still play a season, like that's just a huge shame. Um, And I know Notre Dame's not in the ACC, but if we can kind of make that agreement work and there is an ACC scheduled season, I think it'd be great to keep that game because again, you know, in five seasons, we haven't had a better matchup than that. Yeah. And they're going to be a test for this Clemson team. And honestly, Ben, if you've got five power five conferences playing only, only conference opponent matchup games, you could end up with like four or five teams that are undefeated. And how do you then... How do you calibrate them against
0: one another Uh-oh, for the committee? Eighteen playoff, eighteen playoff. This is what does it? Co- COVID, COVID is what makes them make the shift. <laughs> I mean, you—it's you changing can the world. 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 Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can see a world, and it, again, if there's that many undefeateds, like I don't know how you do conference championships. Um, I haven't really seen any of those scenarios like drawn out or played out. I'm sure, people are writing about it. But um, I don't think they'll do anything to change the, four, the quartet this year. I just don't think that they would. But there could be some controversy, right? Yeah. there Definitely will. It's college football.
0: Well, so, I mean, at the very least, it'll be interesting. Like I said, if we played like a, an SEC-type schedule, um, and that was our conference schedule, I'd be much more excited about a season just because it's more entertaining you know yeah Um, yeah you know as good as we've been and as great as it's been to see over the last several years you have to admit a lot of our games are just boring um and and they're hard to watch i mean it's over by halftime i mean it's it it gets only it's only interesting the third quarter because you get to see some backups in um i
1: i will tell you i'd take it give me the acc schedule like i want football this fall like i'll i'll accept because, again, we're going to sacrifice Akron. We're going to sacrifice the Citadel. We're going to sacrifice the South Carolina game, which we should talk about how that makes you feel. Um, and we'll probably keep Notre Dame. We'll see. Because I, I feel like they're going to want teams to have nine-game schedules.
0: And then we'll sacrifice, like, Wake Forest. Maybe. Okay, yeah, so we're not missing be. much.
1: <laughs> I mean, when I don't, don't think we <laughs> I just don't think, compared to the 12 games we would have played, like, you're going to see any... You're not going to see, like... We're not gonna be sacrificing better Clemson
0: football. I think I just than made what you the, will see. I, I think I just made the argument against myself. I'm arguing for more games against yeah. the teams I don't want to see us play.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now yeah, and now nationally, on a national scale, like Ohio State, Oregon. That was gonna be an awesome, like I think that's like a week that was a week two matchup. Yeah. We're not gonna see that this year. Like it sucks that we're not gonna see the games that A, you love to bet on, B, you love to watch. It tells you a lot about calibrating these teams, like how does Justin Fields bounce back from throwing a pick at the end of his last, basically his last play last year? Um, I think Ohio State is going to be really good, but, you know, having only being able to see them play Big Ten teams, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a bummer. I think we're going to miss out as college football fans if that's the way it goes down.
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess on the flip side of that, though, is really when you think about it, and that's what floats us through most seasons anyways, is these big marquee matchups and you start taking away. Um, all these non Power Five and uh, FCS uh, teams, yeah, group from, of five, uh, from, yeah. yeah, from these uh, from these schedules of these you know Power Five conference teams. Then week to week, you're going to see um, consistently better competition on the field. So it'll be a condensed season, um, but a more exciting season, just because you are getting rid of those kind of fluff games, right? Yeah. So I mean, yes. Yeah, so there is a world um well they mean which,
1: more like we yeah. talk about that like when we year games they do mean more so um and that, you know when upset when upsets are in the mix like yeah. i think we we go to boston college is that a friday night again uh, i hope probably. not probably not sure it's eight days before the fsu game so it might be a friday night um so we haven't even talked about that being a friday night game i haven't even looked um, at the schedule this year that could be no it's that a, could be tricky. It's like it's a
0: Saturday game. No, it's a Friday game.
1: You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, Clemson's down. I mean, any of these games that are close, like your margin for error is so much so much less. That's true. I mean, I don't know. Like I So we know, just
0: steamroll people like for, for eight regular season games. Um, yeah. It could be you, know, you open up the playbook earlier. We always gripe about that at the end of the year. Offense getting yep. off in the slow start. It looks a little vanilla, so they're having to open that up earlier. Um, you know, I guess less chance for injury, although if you get an injury later in the season, less time to, to come back from it and less, less reps for your backups to get that experience that Clemson loves to do. So, but I guess I mean, in, in that sense, what do you every, do with every, the red
1: shirt rule? In that sense, every team
0: is well. They'll have to rethink that stuff. But it, you know, maybe yeah. you just you cut it down to two games or three games instead of four. You just kind of proportionally reduce it yep. based on the the number of games that you play in the regular season. But um yeah, I mean, it just becomes a condensed regular season. I think you get more excitement, more action. Um, you get marquee matchups more often on a week to week basis. So, you know, you could have more of those days where you're just watching great college football from, from, you know, noon if you're on the East coast up into, you know, whatever the last game is before the pac 12 plays. Um, and yeah. you know, condensed season, that means I uh, gain less weight in the fall. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really talked about if it does go to spring
1: ball, like how are you going to pass your Saturdays? Um, We got good weather out here. There's a lot of outdoor stuff we can do. They haven't closed all the national and state parks um, or beaches. So there's stuff going on, but I think we'd both much rather be at a bar or in our backyard or on your couch watching games.
0: Well, I guess what I'm most concerned about in this scenario, then like, you know, um, being honest is, you know, even if we get through the regular season, um, and I, I think they have to rethink this too, because, you know, we're talking about coming up on flu season, which is what, um, you know, experts are worried about, um, another outbreak at that time, just with the combination of those two viruses. And, you know, we're already, if we do play, I think we highly doubt there'll be fans in the stands, maybe in a reduced capacity at best. Um, but by the time you get towards the end of the year, it's getting colder, um, you know, conference championships games and games, even, um, there in early December, Um, what would the natty look like? What would the playoffs look like? Are there going to be a fans allowed to be there? Um, you know, I guess empty Rose bowl, yeah, I guess, I guess if we endure, um, you know, a shortened season or even a full season with no fans, we can endure that. But yeah, I mean, either way, it's just going to be a very interesting and a different time. And I think what that does set Clemson up for well is it's going to take teams who are experienced and mature and focused, um, to be able to overcome these, these distractions and obstacles that that nobody's ever encountered before, uh, right? So I think Clemson yeah. is in a good position for that, just given the general makeup of our team, the guys on the team. We do have a you know experience coming back at several key positions, um, and we've been there, right? The last several years. So the focus is there. We know it. So I think that certainly um, gives us a leg up as opposed to um some team that maybe need a few games to get their legs under them before they really take off like a younger team where in years past they could afford a, a loss early in the season and still make the playoffs
1: right yeah i haven't, I haven't read up i know bill Connolly does uh, returning production rankings of you know the top contending teams and kind of talks through that off the top of my head kind of knowing how many ohio state guys went to the draft um what Oklahoma had from its playmakers those guys are gone um C Lamb, Jalen Hurts, etc. um and of course LSU. I feel like Clemson's probably in the best position in terms of returning I mean, Ohio, production. Ohio and,
0: State will be really good. They should be.
1: Yeah, they they will be. They definitely are stacked and honestly like Alabama wasn't in the playoff last year but right. they're bringing back a lot of their stud playmakers. So um I agree with you. I feel like again, you know, Clemson's been there done that um it's gonna it's gonna play into their favor,
0: yeah, there's just gonna be different little um you know there's gonna be more nuance to this season, things that we haven't encountered before, things that will happen that we didn't expect, and you know it's how the the schedule yeah. playoff uh, play out, can you afford a loss? what will the playoffs look like um you know just all sorts of things and without fans in the stands, like a home game does not mean what it what it does otherwise, right. Like you, there's, mm-hmm. there's no going into oh, yeah. a hostile environment in another team's stadium when nobody's sitting in the stands.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be crazy. Um, I guess the other question is like, why have bowl season if the bowls are kind of aren't building toward a champion championship? And then like, yeah, I don't think they if, would. The fans teams... can't go. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they would. And then like, so much of the bowls, yes, TV rights matter, but like actually. I feel like they also make a lot of money on tickets. So if that isn't really happening and just like the the in stadium sponsorships, I mean, just like the hosting of the event. So if, if there's no fans going, they're not going to get those local sponsors going. Although who knows how many years in advance that stuff is booked. Um, There's just so many layers to this, that the money of the sport is going to be impacted. I mean, another big thing about, and we, we can get into a little bit of conjecture on if it will happen or not, like, just in general colleges and just the money that they rely on coming through athletics. And if some of this doesn't happen, what goes on in higher education um, especially for like group of five and FCS teams that rely on that paycheck from playing, you know, the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Georgias, the Ohio States, if they're going to be without that this year, like what does that do a few years down the line to the viability of Athletic departments at these schools.
0: Well, um, the the government's got to bail them out. Uh, that's the only answer to that question. Um, and no, seriously, the government, uh, in this sense, being the NCAA, right? I think they would have to kind of step up. You know, it's in the NCAA's best interest for these schools and these athletic departments to. Um, What's well, an ecosystem, weather, right? Whether the storm, like, yeah, it yeah. certainly is. And so that kind of going back to your point about whether or not they should play the bowl games. Um, no, because a lot of teams lose money on that anyways, right? It's just some extra practice for them in another game some more experience um yep and nobody's at most of these um you know the the locations wouldn't have to put the money in that they normally would um to host even though i know they get a boost in tourism but at least they're not spending that money but all the more reason that's why you look to an 18 playoff that's four extra playoff games those four extra playoff games would bring in more money than you know at least the sub bowl games right Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the non new year six bowl or non yeah. New year's bowl games. Right. I can't even name them off the top of my head.
1: Like basically outside of that, that ilk of the new year six. Yeah. Um, They definitely would. So it's just a matter of like, do you get that done for this year? You know, that, right. It just seems like it takes years and years to vote, vote in changes. I don't even know who the governing bodies are that would select that, you know, really, I think Mac Brown talked about this recently there's just such a, a lack or a dearth of leadership and actually a, a, a true leader in co- collegiate sports and especially football. Yeah, If they did have this like the czar of college football or like, you know, the commissioner of college football, they could make, I mean, these are drastic times and they could take drastic measure nationally to be like, this is how, like right now it's just every conference for themselves. And we may not get things that are in the best interest of the entire sport or of no. like equi- equitability or equity um, on the field, I, which is, is a huge bummer.
0: Yeah. And I certainly don't expect the NCAA to get this right by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that's just yeah. not going to happen. Um, right. So, I mean, we'll see how that plays out. Like, I don't think they should be taking four weeks in between the conference championship games and the, the playoff games, right. Those mm-hmm. you need to get mm-hmm. rolling right away of those and just you know, pack this thing in, get it done while you have the window, um, get creative with how you, um, handle the, the economics of it. Um, but I just, yeah. there's no reason to think that they're competent enough to pull that off. Let me ask you
1: if there was, if there was a world where Clemson could schedule a ninth game against South Carolina, and it would be a little bit of a rogue scenario. Do you think they should do it? Would you like to see it?
0: Um, I think we should agree to do it um, with them for their benefit um it can i'd hate to see the rivalry end. no no it can for it can be for their benefit we can do it at their place Um, yeah um but it's only a scrimmage it doesn't count and we're only gonna play our four string guys and um walk-ons practice squad guys Mm -hmm. yep and that's that's the game that's how we should um agree to play them be good I mean, there. You
1: know, I, I read a proposal or something that the ACC and SEC could figure out like how to keep its traditional rivalries right. in place and almost have that ninth game
0: officially scheduled. Um, I don't really know. It gets tricky because you have to get all those other ACC teams to bite, right, um, and to agree to that mm-hmm. because they're going to be at some sort of loss, presumably. Like, who is Syracuse going to play? Um, I guess you could play another Kentucky. I guess you could play another. Oh, no, I guess Kentucky plays Louisville. Well, I guess you could play an another uh, non-division ACC game.
1: Yeah, they could schedule whoever they want. Like for that where night where not Well, I Just guess it doesn't. Maybe the ACC do does it on their behalf,
0: and it doesn't yeah. count. Like you could do a Keep. you could do an inner ACC game, um, but it doesn't count against your conference record. They
1: did. Who did that? I think Wake did that against. Somebody last year, maybe Wake against North Carolina yeah, or against Duke. happened. It was like a coastal opponent that was a non-conference game. It was really strange. Yeah. But that happened that last season.
0: Right. And um, you could do that. You're right. So that's a possibility if we were able to squ- squeeze in a ninth game. But then you're talking about, um, you know. Well, that's going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're, and talking, that's you're, prim- well, that's you're talking about nine down to 12, I guess seeing three games chopped off the schedule is certainly a possibility. Better than eight, right? And it's still three extra weeks you get into the season. Maybe four if you take out the um the bye week.
1: Yeah. Which they could do. So um again, everything's complete conjecture yeah. at this point.
0: Well you but, gotta think about the health and safety of the players too. Um yeah. you also, and staff. I mean they kind of need those those rest weeks, obviously. Right. And you know, how do you deal with the travel? Presumably, I mean, they, they charter their own planes anyways, but um, you know, who knows? Again, there's, there's so many intric- intricacies involved in it that it's hard to speculate right now about how all, it's all going to go down. I mean, we can, we'll be able to look to the NBA. We'll be able to look to major league baseball, the NBA and their bubble. I think they tested yesterday had no positive cases. So at least that part's mm-hmm. working out for them. So, We'll just have yeah. to see, but you're talking about the NBA, which is, you know, only what, 12 guys on a roster. 18 teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very, it's, very few teams. It's just a, a smaller pool like, of guys you have to deal with. Yeah. There's 400 people in
1: Orlando or something yeah. like versus, yeah. you know, Clemson's, Clemson's players and staff is 150 or something like that. So, um, yeah. Well, and many more teams, right. In college football. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so, you know, numbers nationally are not trending in the right direction for us to have probably no more disruption already happen. but we'll just have to
0: watch it play out. I like to think we're just getting it out of our system right now before the season starts. You know, everybody was like, let's just hit the peak early on before we hit September to get it out of the way before college football. I hope, hope you're right. Um,
1: sucks for those who already had it and are currently dealing with it. I mean, I I don't know what they said in the Friday report from Clemson. Were there no net
0: new football cases? Um, I did not see. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, sure. here's the other part of that, you know. It's like it takes one kid to die from this of COVID, um, trying to return to normalcy in, in, in college football or any of the sports, really, for the situation to be completely different, right? That would turn things on its head. Yeah. That's how – Delicate a balance, you know we're we're, we're playing with right now, Um, and that's just the facts of the matter, right? I'm not saying what I think should happen if if something like that does happen. I'm just saying what I think would happen, right? Yep. So,
1: and you also think about just, you know, is it is it floating around a a team? You know, there's obviously other people they get exposed to. You know, that kind of thing. For what some might say you don't need app sports yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Well, so. and
0: again, going back to the NBA part of it, it's like it's one thing to keep those guys in a bubble. Like you're talking about college kids for a week in between games. Um mm-hmm. you know, they it's just for five months. Yeah, it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't work the same.
1: NBA guys are making millions of dollars and it's three months. That too. Um yeah. to have yeah. a bad ticket pay cut. <laughs> right. <laughs> See if you don't want to be back in so, the headlines. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's just so many, so many kind of angles to this. We don't need to rehash all of them. I mean, I think we're very bullish on if a Clemson season happens, what this team can do stacking up against anybody nationally. Certainly it's schedule. You know, it would be likely, you know, yet another Clemson ACC championship, Um, everything else. So hopes are high. We're still just very, very happy about the era, but um, you know, would not be shocked, Ben, if two weeks from now we're doing a pod where we're talking about, you know, all right, fall's not happening. It's <laughs> going to be spring or not.
0: So um, it's crazy times. Hopefully that is not the case. And hopefully that's because people are getting well. And and for, yeah. for its own sake, like, you know, obviously not, uh, not. I'm speaking specifically as a reaction to the possibilities of playing college football this year. And my enthusiasm for that, not to what's, you know, the real problem, which is people getting sick and people dying, of course. Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, speaking, you know, sticking, speaking about the ACC, if we want to look at least at a couple teams in the ACC that were supposed to be better this year and who were trending up, um, you know, last year, Louisville and North Carolina, those are two teams where it would really hurt to lose some of those cupcake games, some of those warm-up games at the beginning of the season. You know, it's those teams like that that need to to break some guys in, get their legs under them. Um, you know, teams that have a lot of potential, but just yeah. they, they just need that that seasoning process at the beginning, a little bit of time to shake off the rust. Whereas Clemson, uh, more likely to 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 hit all full gears out of the start. And even if they don't, they're just so much more talented than other teams that it doesn't have much of an effect.
1: Yeah. When I look at teams coming up on our schedule in the coastal, we obviously play Georgia tech. They're a team that's going to be on the rise. I think they're making some noise and recruiting, uh, but we play them week one and then we play Louisville week two Louisville is a team on the rise under Scott Satterfield, their head coach. He's definitely changed the culture there. I listened to a few interviews of his, um, things are moving in the right direction with recruiting for those guys, but they get us early as well. So both of those teams on the rise on our schedule, I think are actually two teams that a couple years down the road, those matchups could once more be interesting. Um, other than that, like Florida state, we hit on October the 10th, that'll be our sixth game. It, you know, provided we play Akron, of course. Um, and FSU, I mean, I don't know if you followed kind of what went on with coach Mike Norbell, um, sort of when a lot of coaches were out there in the headlines making commentary about their stance and how they're talking to their team about uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, really a lot of the kind of racial injustice protests that are happening in Ashley. Um Norvell had a bit of a hiccup or a snafu. He was called on it by one of his players. Um, seems like he's, I, a lot of people for, for a little while there thought that might cost him his job before he even coached a single play. Uh seems like he's going to hang on to that job, but FSU is going to need some more time to be what we once knew them to be. Um, he did a lot of good things at Memphis previously, but uh, Justin Puente was, had built that up before him. I, I don't know. I'm not expecting too tough a matchup with FSU this year.
0: Yeah. Some uh, real home run hires recently by Florida state <laughs> in the head coaching I mean, you department. Just, you hate to see it. You, hate to you
1: see know, it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I will say like all jokes aside, like that was a great rivalry. It is. Um, it, it was always good. It was. And it, it does seem a little bit like that rivalry never had both teams at the height of their powers duking it out. Yeah. 2013. I think we pro- <laughs> I don't want to talk about that game, but um, that was probably, that was certainly like their pin- pinnacle of the last 20 years. Right. Um, but, you know, we never really had that era when both teams really were, were at their best. Um, at the same time, which I, I kind of regret. Like I, I think I thought in the Dalvin Cook era, we would get we would get some type of resurgence from them, and he was really just laying the inevitable of their downfall under Jimbo. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Hope to see them come back uh, at some point and, and at least get make the ACC schedule not a laughing stock for us.
0: I don't know. it, it was kind of nice just to um, you know climb past them so quickly while they're in a free fall, though. Oh, yeah, that, uh, that no. was good. And we've benefited Not recruiting, that's for here. sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, what they and honestly, that's what they get for James Winston.
1: Other teams in the ACC, like Syracuse, fell back to earth last year, NC State. They still have Dave Doran, which is awesome. So, you know, We're going <laughs> to keep them under our thumb. ongoing going from that. Uh, Virginia is the other kind of coastal opponent. Um, Bronco Mendenhall is a solid coach. They lost, um, their starting quarterback this year. They, they, um, they won the coastal. We took care of them in tidy fashion. Um, in the ACC championship game. I would expect that again. That's another September game, but, um, UVA, it'll be interesting to see if they have staying power in the coastal.
0: Yeah. I don't even know who their quarterback would be this year. Not sure. Yeah. Like and, I and teams like that. I mean, you lose a guy like petty, um, Right. Like you don't have a backup guy, right? You look to ride a guy for like three years um, and then rebuild. Um,
1: Yeah. They're not the point of bringing in that next year starter, you know, in recruiting who can start as a freshman. So Perkins. Yeah. Perkins. I think Bryce Petty was a Baylor quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, they were both quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start with a, with a B. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully we play the 12 games. Honestly, I think that Notre Dame matchup on November 7th um, would be the marquee matchup. I was looking forward to going to that game, never been to a game at Notre Dame. Why not go? The first Clemson visit in my lifetime. Um, hopefully it happens. I'd have to let fans into the stadium. But uh, I, what's nice about that, I guess, is we're going to be playing them like 10 times in the next decade.
0: So um, just by virtue of the ACC agreement. So I'm hoping, so maybe this works out in our favor. And from what I hear, Notre Dame has some sort of an agreement where like the, if, if they've got to come down um, their agreement with the ACC, if they have to go down and play, um, you know, bigger teams when they're on the road, like Clemson or maybe Florida state in the fall where it's warmer, where they're not, not as used to it, that we go up there when it's colder, like November. Now, I think this is what a Notre Dame fan told me. I had never really heard this before. That's cool. So you think
1: no matter what, we'll always play them later in the season?
0: Well, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I don't want that to happen. When we go there. Yeah, I was hoping that, you know, we play them <laughs> again in two years and it ends up being like a September game. Yeah, that's a great time to go to Chicago. Um, yeah. Into September, early October. Early November? Be miserable yeah Chicago's gonna be cold and then we're gonna go to 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 South Bend. South Bend it's gonna be freezing there yeah back to Chicago cold it'll be fine change it up wear a jacket wear a jacket I'm griping over the weather in the Midwest Drink a little more whiskey. we might not even play football this year I know exactly <laughs> you're you're complaining about a cold day in two years <sighs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just not as optimistic as I usually am due to, yeah, you know, I haven't been out the house in forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, one thing we should do, Ben, I mean, I've been watching a good number of historical Clemson games. Um, I mean, if, if there is no football this season, maybe each Saturday we should do like a virtual game rewatch uh, oral history, at least talk about one of those games on a pod, something like that
0: so we could just do yeah we could pick like you could do like game recaps right or should what we have you. should we either do just like 12 of clemson's best games throughout the year or for that particular week in college football
1: oh so you're saying like or, the best week one or a memorable yeah. week one like clemson or, georgia
0: 2013 yeah or even if that's um, too much we can we can try to land on the exact date you know Mm, that'll cut it down to like a seventh of our of our um pool to pick from but potential options right well let's hope we're
1: not doing that or reviewing actual games previewing actual games but we will get we will get creative um we're gonna need to pass the time somehow and um continue to stoke stoke the fanhood so
0: yeah um, yeah absolutely no i got so bored recently i got on bumble dating app yeah Not a sponsor of the podcast yet. It's Um, uh, it's, uh, got Hunter Renfro, uh, me and my picture of Hunter Renfro is my profile picture. (laughs) My ex, my ex came across it and texted me suggestions to editing my profile picture. (laughs) (laughs) So then I immediately quit Bumble. (laughs) So now I'm back to nothing to do. (laughs) Uh, There's a
1: third down joke in there somewhere. (laughs) Hunter Renfro saving the day on third down uh, um, somewhere we'll, we'll work on it. I got plenty of time got plenty of time yeah all right well uh hopefully you know protections in place going to going to see the numbers of the virus decline so Ben can stop worrying about uh the profile picks and start worrying about his
0: football picks um that's all I got hey, did, for that one. Did, did you hear that because of the uproar on Tiger Net that Davo is not forcing the team to wear face masks this year? Interesting. Yeah, which, I mean, it doesn't really mm. matter. You can't hit above the neck anyways, right? You don't need a face mask. <laughs> right. No
1: fingers get poked around through there at all.
0: What's the weirdest complaint you've heard out and about about, about, about face masks? Oh, just... People who are Gen- general, general, like, yes, the surgical mask we're all having to wear. I don't know. I played
1: golf last Friday, took the day off, went and played golf and, um, say half the people on the course were wearing masks when they played.
0: I feel like interesting. I mean, if you're more than six feet away, you're from pretty somebody, isolated yeah. playing golf.
1: I agree. You're pretty distance
0: playing I golf. I mean, at that point. So. If we can't, you know, and me, I'd be wandering around the woods most of the time anyways, <laughs> right. So, if I catch it there, right. whatever. No, yeah. I was um so the boardroom, the, the the Clemson bar here in San Francisco is actually back open because they serve food with outside seating only. So I was yeah. down there this past weekend, um socially distanced of course, drinking my beer. Um and I just hear some girl walks up to her table and she's like, Man, I hate these things because people can't see my face when I smile. And I'm like, Man, First world problems, right there. You know what I mean? Seriously, like I'm actually hilarious. glad. Like my face mask covers the fact that I've gained about five to seven pounds uh, during shelter in place. You <laughs> the know? jowls, yeah, I had the jowls. Well, it's like yeah. it's like it started, and we got locked down, and for the first couple of weeks, you're like, oh, man, I'm gonna take this time i get in really good shape. And then you know, a couple of weeks go by, you realize it's gonna be months, and you're like, screw it, I'm just gonna get drunk <laughs> and fat for a few months. You know, so really embrace this. I've earned it. You know, right i've worked hard to get to this point um yeah it's it's definitely like a roller
1: coaster a little bit where you're like oh, i got the time and motivation yeah. i'm gonna go running or
0: no I mean, not like at all. four o'clock hits and yeah pour yourself a drink yep. and mm-hmm. next thing you know That's right yeah yeah
1: well yeah i mean there's gonna be some sports on soon let's see how long they last uh, they're going to play baseball in empty stadiums, basketball in an empty arena. Um, don't know what hockey's plan is. I think hockey's going to happen probably later in the fall.
0: Who cares? They they should just wait till next year. Yeah. They should not just really sure play next season. Why are you and who cares about hockey? <laughs> yeah. They're, I think they're going to run the triple crown, aren't they? They're going to do horse racing. In uh, the fall. I mean, sure. That makes sense. I mean, Whatever, I, you know, it's all horses <laughs> racing in the sunshine. I don't care what time of year that
1: is. <laughs> I think they were, they delayed it to see if they, that we could be in a place where they could redo it, like at yeah. Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby, like with the audience, with the crowd. Um, but then I'm like, once you knew you couldn't do that, just run the race, like set up the event, at NBC, yeah, like, whatever you got to do.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying um, with a lot of these sports, the revenue generator. um, yeah, I wonder TV. if it's is, yeah. is more TV than anything else. I mean, now for individual schools, um, you know, in college football, obviously attendance matters, um, pro sports, attendance matters. And you're also, you're, you know, you're employing a lot of people, right? Um, it's, yeah. not, it's not just the, the, you know, the guys on the field, it's, you know, people that work for the organization, people that work at the the stadiums and arenas and stuff like that. So you know, it's, it's everybody, it's a whole economic system, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, we, you know, we haven't
1: really been making light of this situation, but you know, losing, losing the fact that we can't, we can no longer have fans tailgating fans in stands like that's going to have a serious economic impact on the town of Clemson on surrounding area. Um, So we, we definitely sympathize with those going through that reality right now. Um, We hope it's short lived. We hope it, changes soon and if it does have to go on it doesn't last more than this
0: season but yeah i mean it's a lot of people support our um ability to watch and enjoy college football and college sports all sports really yeah Um, yeah yeah it's not just about the guys on the field so And it's not just them, you know, it's a lot of people struggling for work right now. It's a very, it's a very tough time. And that's why sports are just good. You know, it's a psychological thing, really. I think it's a camaraderie thing. It gives us something to get Mm -hmm. behind. It gives us some hope. And that's what sports do their best. You know, it it brings people together and we could really use something like that right now. Right. That's for sure, you know. Yeah, agreed. It was,
1: I don't know if you watched the, um, um, Michael Jordan, the Bulls documentary I'm actually the Last Dance. I just started that the other night. Yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix now, so you know obviously I think ESPN's got it in their archives, but when that was going on it was sort of the first like national live thing that was on every Sunday for like 4 weeks, 5 weeks. Um I think it was 5 weeks and that that felt a little bit more normal, people kind of on social media talking about the same thing happening at the same time nationally and um, uh, it's been several weeks since that went, that happened. I feel like getting baseball back into a bigger extent. I think the NBA is going to be, you know, a much bigger cultural thing right now. Um, that's going to be nice, and hopefully, there is going to be football that happens in some capacity.
0: Well, well, even the NFL draft, I've never been so excited to yeah, see like this, right. the the fourth through seventh rounds. Right. Totally. That was another kind of just live event
1: happening. It, yeah. I mean, the first thing really since early March um, happening in late May.
0: I mean, it's, say. yeah. And it's one thing, you know, that, that seven tigers ended up going in the draft. Um, but just again, back to a sense of normalcy. Right. Um, exactly. You know, it helped, you know, it was, it was a good distraction, albeit for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully we get back to it sooner than later and hopefully doing so means that um, you know, the country is a lot healthier place.
1: Yeah, agreed fully. Um, well, we will not take another six months off till our next podcast. I feel like. <laughs> Unless they cancel the uh, season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe right. I shouldn't, shouldn't commit too much. Well, no, but no, 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 no,
0: no. Yeah. I need stuff to I, do. So,
1: yeah. Now we'll, that I'm kind we'll of
0: peeling myself, you know, back off the couch and my depression about no sports with a little glimmer of hope, you know, might see a major league baseball game on TV on Thursday. Um, you know, I'm getting excited even talking yeah. to you, you know, during this episode, um, just getting back into it and hopefully it comes back. Yeah. We're knocking
1: off the rust. We'll get Cody and Sam back on. I'd love to track down some of our former guests, get back in for interviews, um, and really you know go around the horn a little bit so um we've recruiting there's definitely been some some chatter some noise some commitments some decommitments so c- connecting with quacking tiger uh, would be great i'd love to hear from him just on what the hell is going to happen with recruiting if high school football doesn't happen um either for the seniors or the juniors that are in high school like what's this going to do to the recruiting industry and just the you know, the, the
0: wheel that keeps on turning in this sport that we love. So yeah, you're um, talking about recruits for next year. I don't even remember who's on this year's team. I mean, we mentioned like four guys in this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could you name the starting offensive line right now? <laughs> Sadly, I could not, um, <laughs> we'll be so, better here the next couple of weeks after we start <laughs> yeah. getting back into it. Um, but yeah, yeah it's uh, a little rusty. That's right. Um, I can but see. yeah,
1: so thanks for sticking with us. Um, hopefully people haven't just unsubscribed from the show, cleaning out their podcast apps. But if you have not, tell a friend. You know, we're going to continue to hopefully bring uh, bring what we do.
0: You've got nothing else to do anyways. <laughs> exactly. Might as well listen um, to us.
1: Yeah, and uh, there'll be other Clemson sports happening too, let's hope. So uh, we'll, we'll check in on those teams as well, but... Uh, ben, great to connect. Good catching up. Um, you guys know where to find us on social media. We're at Clemson Podcast on Twitter, Facebook. Again, please subscribe to the show. Tell a friend. Um, we will be continuing to ratchet up the the recordings probably every couple weeks or so um, here on in. And then you know if we do get positive signs about a season, we'll be doing all the all the preview fanfare that we normally do, and again getting some other interview guests on to the show. So. Um, we're back baby. Hopefully. <laughs> let's hope. Let's hope. Um, uh, cool. Well, uh thanks again everyone. We will hear from we will you will hear from us soon. And as always, go
0: Tigers. Hey, Ben. Can you hear me? Can can you
1: hear me maybe not test one two test one, two.
0: hear me? Are you there?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. I can't hear you. What? That's weird. Can you hear me? Yes.
0: I can't hear you. Weird. You unmute. Super weird. I see...
1: Hmm. When I talk,
0: it is recording something. Flutter. Uh, um, Let me look at the settings. Oh, man. Select the speaker. Oh, oh, hold on. There we go. There we go. Boom. There we go. Sorry. It was, uh, it set my speakers to my microphone. I don't think that, that doesn't seem right. It did not seem right.
1: Is my audio okay?
0: Yeah, it sounds great.
1: All right, cool. I'm just using my Bluetooth headphones, but the mic will stay the same distance from my mouth. So I feel like that is the, oh, there you go. the best possible outcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>